This morning we want to read from 2 Kings, chapter 6, reading from verse 8. 2 Book of Kings, chapter 6, and we start reading at verse 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel, and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. The king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots, and a great host, and they came by night, and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone forth, Behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord, and said, Smite this people, I pray thee with blindness and he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha and Elisha said unto them this is not the way neither is this the city follow me and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek but he led them to Samaria and it came to pass when they were come into Samaria that Elisha said Lord Open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I smite? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldst thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with the sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. 
he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bounds of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. And God will bless the reading of his word to each one of us. Now here we have an interesting story. The Syrians had been sending plundering attacks into the land of Israel. But time and time again these attacks had been frustrated and the king of Syria was becoming very annoyed. So he, he called together his uh, war council and he started to inquire if there was a spy in his camp. And he must have got the shock of his life when he was told by one of his officers, no, he says, the, 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 the king of Israel is told everything that you're thinking, even when you're in bed, talking with your wives. And he said, well, we must get this man, Elisha, the prophet, and we must capture him. We'll send a, a force in, if you can find out where he is, we'll send a force in and we'll, we'll, we'll capture him and bring him to Syria and stop all this nonsense. And so they discovered that Elisha was in a city called Dothan and they sent him, they sent a, a force to Dothan to see if they could find Elisha. They sent horses and chariots and they surrounded the city. Elisha and his servant were in Dothan and when the servant got up early in the morning he went out to see what was happening and he discovered that around the city there were chariots and horses and soldiers and archers all around the city and he was dead scared and he, he said, he came back in and he said to Elisha, the city is surrounded by people. We, we, we're done for. What are we going to do? And we read that Elisha prayed. He said to the young man, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now I'm sure Elisha was not surprised because he had seen Elijah, his master, going up to heaven, caught up in a chariot of fire. And now these same chariots of fire were surrounding Elisha all around the, the city of Dothan. I, I entitled the, the talk this morning, Open Eyes. Open Eyes. You know, we need our eyes constantly to be opened. Not our ordinary eyes. You know, quite often we say in everyday life, well, it's a problem. I, well, I just don't see it that way. We don't mean that we don't see it with our physical eyes. We don't uh, understand it with our, the eyes of our understanding. 
And this young man could could see the, the soldiers and the chariots of the king of Syria, but he couldn't see the spiritual army which was surrounding Elisha, the man of God. He didn't have that spiritual insight which the prophet had. The prophet prayed that God would give him that spiritual insight so that he could see things as God saw them. You see, it is interesting if we look at the various prayers that the prophet Elisha prayed. Because he was living in close fellowship with God, he, he prayed, prayed these prayers of faith that the, the man's eyes would be opened, that the army, that they would be blinded, and then when they arrived in Samaria, that their eyes would be opened again. He, he, he prayed these prayers because he was living in close fellowship with God and he knew that God would answer his prayers. It is interesting in verse 16 where it says, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. There's a verse in John, 1 John chapter 4, way at the end of the New Testament, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. And John says a very similar thing here. He says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, Great, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If we are living close to God, if the Holy Spirit is indwelling us through our repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, then John says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You see, before we become Christians, the Bible tells us that the eyes of our understanding have been dimmed. Look at Ephesians. Paul speaking in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Yes, he says that before we became Christians, our understanding was darkened through ignorance because of the blindness of their heart. Our eyes, our spiritual eyes, weren't blind. Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. Luke, chapter 24, and verse 45. Jesus appeared to his disciples at resurrection. And it says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. If we come to the Lord Jesus, he is the one who can open the eyes of our understanding so that we can discern what he says through his word. The prophet had this great spiritual insight and it was because
because he was living in fellowship with God. Our eyes are blinded. Our spiritual eyes are blinded. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14. Uh, <clears throat> verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan blinds the eyes and the minds of the world. And before we became Christians, our eyes were blinded by Satan. Look at Second Peter, Second Peter, Second Book of Peter, Chapter One and Verse Nine. Peter has been talking about the various attributes that a Christian should have in uh, the previous verses. It says, and uh, we should have. Let us let's read from verse three. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. If we keep looking back and not having the virtues that Peter says we should have as Christians, adding one thing to another, we are blind. Blinded by the old life. Blinded from acknowledging that our sins have been forgiven and that we are purged from our sins. There's a, a hymn we sing, He breaks the power of cancel sin, He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean, His blood availed for me. <coughs> and let us look for a moment at Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah, chapter 29. Isaiah 29, and we read the verses 13, uh, 10 to 13. Isaiah 29, verse 10. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath he covered. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed. 
which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord hath said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but hath removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. Now there are three or four things here which cause the people not to be able to see, and not to be able to read, and understand the word of God. In verse 13 for as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth they don't draw near to God he says with their minds he, they, their, their deepest thoughts are not toward God they are coming just with their mouths and that is one reason he says why they are suffering from this spiritual blindness and with their lips do honor me they are paying God lip service so many of us just pay God lip service we don't come with our minds and with our intellect when we come to worship God and come before God we worship him with our mouths and with our lips goes on to say but have removed their heart from me they have no heart love for God they come before God with lip service but their hearts are far away from God that's what he says they come with their mouths with their lips but their hearts are removed from him, far from him. And their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. They have replaced the doctrine of God with the doctrine of men. And as we look around the world today, we see that with the churches. We see that men's doctrine, men's ideas, man's thoughts have replaced what God says in his word look in the book of Colossians Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians Colossians in the New Testament Colossians Philippians, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 it says beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ Paul was excited about the people in Colossae but he says I want to warn you beware lest any man should fill you up with philosophies and vain deceits after the, the tradition of men 
and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. He said, I want you to follow Christ. He said, for him, for me, he said, to live as Christ. His, his extreme thing that he wanted, he says, that I may know him, the Lord Jesus Christ in his life, the power of the resurrection in his life. And he said, beware, lest people come in with vain ideas, worldly ideas, and want to replace the teachings of Christ with the rudiments of the world. Also, Peter, the Apostle Peter, when he was writing, he was writing to the churches, and he wrote in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, and verse 18. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. He says, get away from all the traditions of men. You weren't, you weren't saved, you weren't redeemed by that. The, the traditions of men will never save you, he's saying. But he says, you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Man's doctrine. Going back to Isaiah chapter 29 again. Let's read that verse again. Isaiah 29 and verse 13. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth, and with their lips to honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. That was the cause of their spiritual blindness. Lip service, no heart love, and following men's doctrine rather than the doctrine of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So Isaiah, uh, Elisha prayed that this young man's eyes would be opened and that he would see the army round about as God saw and as Elijah, Elisha was able to see through his eyes being in tune with God. And then we have the story of how the, the, the army was led away from Dothan to Samaria and how their eyes were opened again and they realized they were in the middle of the Israel country. And uh, the king wanted to wipe them all off, but Elijah said, no, give them something to eat, show them love. And they fed them, sent them back to their own country, and the plundering parties did not come again for many years into the land of Israel. I'm sure that young man learned a lesson that day that greater is he that was for them than the whole army of the host of Syria. And we should learn this morning that when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I want to look at the story in the New Testament. A story about Jesus. Let's look at Luke chapter 
Gospel, chapter 8, and we read from verse 22 to verse 26. Very familiar story. And he came to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that he put his hands again upon his eyes, and made him look up, and he was restored, and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell it to any in the town. An interesting story, this. Before we comment on that, let's just look at Jesus when he came to Nazareth at the very start of his ministry. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, he came to the temple in Nazareth and they, they gave him the book to read on the Sabbath. And he, he, he took the book and he read. And this is what he read. <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and restoring of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Let's look back at Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 42, and we read just a couple of verses there. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and of them that sit in darkness, out of the prison house. These prophecies relating here in Isaiah to our Lord, and which he read, a very similar one, in Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. One of the tasks that Jesus said he would do would be to open the eyes of the blind. One of the reasons that they would know that he was the Messiah would be because he would be able to give sight back to blind people. Not only physical eyesight, but also spiritual eyesight. Now let us go back to the story of the healing of the blind man in Bethsaida. And he comes to Bethsaida and they bring a blind man unto him and he besought him to touch him. They, they had a blind man and he wanted his eyesight restored. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. Why did he lead him out of the town? Why did he not perform the, the miracle in Bethsaida? Well, it's 
very simple actually. If you look back to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, and verse 21. Uh, verse 20 and he began to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not he had been doing mighty works in these towns and these cities and they repented not and he said woe unto thee Chorazin woe unto thee Bethsaida for the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes and he wouldn't do any more miracles in these towns that say that. But he obviously wanted to heal this particular man, so he took him out of the town. Just a small point, but it's interesting that he took him out of the town. And he spit on the man's eyes, put his hands on them, and he asked them if he saw anything. And the man said, Yes, he said, I can, but I see men like trees walking. Perhaps this man already had been able to see years before, because he knew what men looked like and he knew what trees looked like. But his eyes were, were, were not focused correctly for some reason. He saw men as trees walking. And you know, I think that's a picture of some of us. We get so used to looking at people that we don't look at them as individuals. We look at them as inanimate objects. We, we don't have the love for men and women that we should have. We just treat people casually and unemotionally. We see them just as inanimate objects. We see men as trees walking. And then Jesus touched his eyes again. And he said, no. He said, I can see properly. Everything is clear. And this morning we have come here and we have our eyes maybe out of focus. We want the touch of the Lord Jesus Christ once again in our lives. We want to ask him to touch our eyes so that we can see men and women as he sees them. The prophet prayed that the young man's eyes would be opened. And when his eyes were opened, he saw the hosts of heaven's armies all around about Elisha. He saw the army of God around about. He saw it as Elisha saw it prophet of God who was living in close fellowship with God. But we this morning want our eyes to be touched, our spiritual eyes once again to be touched by the Lord Jesus Christ so that we can see men as he sees them. That he can see this world which is hurtling to a lost eternity unless they come in faith and repentance to the Lord Jesus. What did God the, he said, what did Jesus say? He that believeth not is condemned already. Condemned already. That's the message, unfortunately, that is to be given to the world. They're condemned already. They're lost in their trespasses and in their sins until they come in faith and repentance and trust to the living Lord Jesus.
What did we read in, with, with Peter? He says, you are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold or, or vain traditions of your fathers, but by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ shared on the cross of Calvary for each one of us. He died, he rose again, and he is now seated at God's right hand, and the Bible says he is mediating between God and man. If we come to God through Jesus Christ, he will forgive us our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Open eyes. Have our spiritual eyes been opened? Do we see people as God sees them? May we each one pray this morning and that we will see clearly with our spiritual eyes that we will have the eyes of our understanding opened so that we can read God's word and that he will teach us day by day the way he would have us to go and the way he would have us to live.